Good morning. Welcome to Art for Living today on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Uh, we're happy to have you here with us today. My name is Jane Cormier, and I am your hostess with the most S. Yes, yes. And um, today's going to be a little bit different. Now, Art for Living is a show where every week we try to have something in the artistic venue, whether it's educational, uh, whether it's promoting an organization, whatever it might be, um, because it's a component, right? It's a component of Art for Living. Uh, but today we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to tweak this a little bit for you. And uh, we are going to sort of discuss why... Personally, I feel artful living is an important concept. And uh, then in the other segments, we'll go into some different aspects of what that can mean and maybe some suggestions and maybe even some conversation. So um, let's see. Let's start at the very beginning. Um, Artful living started out as an idea for a radio program, well, I think a little over a year ago or, or so, maybe a little bit more than a year ago. And... Uh, it was really for mostly um, communi- community resource, right, to try to link up community resource here in the in the Concord area and maybe even a little farther, farther flung in, in the Grand Estate. But for me, it was a way to um, connect the dots, so to speak, here in New Hampshire. I'm a great believer and always have been in the, in the need for promotion of art within our communities whether it was even in the family unit. I mean, um, I, I've, the, the older I get, the more I understand how important artful living will be or is. And in fact, much of our history is sort of demonstrative of what that, what that little section of life held for artistic commitment, lack of a better word. Um, so our histories are frequently told through the art and the culture of that history, and we need to build that. We need to really um, accept that into our lives and build that in our community. And so Artful Living, this year, when we brought her back to, um, to the airwaves here in WKXL, uh, was more of a, a broad process for me. Not only did I want to connect the dots for art within our community, but to maybe think of a, a greater a greater presence out there in our daily life um, to practice practice this because you know what it isn't something that just comes to anyone boom all of a sudden you know they want to start looking at at art or culture in their life um, it's more of a gradual process so. I thought, hmm, how can we come up with some ideas if we're talking to someone that really is kind of new to the concept? Um, how do we usher that in? And there were some things that I thought were pretty, uh, I sort of jotted down that I thought were pretty good to discuss. So um, first of all, I think the most important thing, if we're going to start looking at the importance of embracing a more artistic, cultural side to our life, I think we have to start with ourself, right? We start with ourself. And we have to be able to sort of take information that we know about ourself and to use it and see what would we choose to sort of extend 
ourselves to treat ourselves with the same kindness and goodwill that we would offer someone else, right? So the truth is, is if you're like me, and I'm sure you are, we are always better to other people than we are to ourselves. I'm not sure why that is, but um, I think women especially are really good at this. Maybe it's because we're the caretaker or the traditional uh, caretaker at home, and we always think we can sort of do more uh, than maybe we should because we can, right? So when we, when we start with ourselves in, in this process of embracing artful living, um, the idea is find something that you will feed you, will feed whatever personal niche you need to feed, and practice it by yourself. Practice it. If, if you feel like there is something that is so, so difficult to face, to get over. It's a real challenge. It's a hurdle. And it steals the goodness of the time, you know, when that challenge is faced. Then maybe starting with yourself is finding someone or something that can help you remove that challenge or appease that challenge a bit. Um, But the idea is whatever it is, is to treat yourself with goodwill and kindness and see what that ushers in. Um, start with yourself. It, maybe it's just going once once a week to the coffee shop down the corner by yourself. Uh, maybe it's taking an hour out of a day to read a good book. Maybe it's going for a beautiful walk somewhere. I mean, Concord abounds with parks and natural beauty all around us. Maybe it's that simple. Whatever it is, start with yourself. Number two, now we hear about this all the time, which is why it's on my list, and that is practice gratitude. And from the beginning, uh, all good things come from this. (laughs) So once you start to work on yourself, uh, taking the time to remember all the things that you have to be grateful for is very, very important. So much so that I have recently taken to getting a sticky board that I put on my fridge. When, when friends come over, I pull it off because I don't want them to think I'm crazy. But I put the sticky board on the fridge and I write on it uh, daily what, what hits me as a point of practicing gratitude. All right, uh, Kids came over for supper, uh, got to take a nice long walk, had a nice bubble bath, whatever it might be. And although they might seem upon discussing uh, insignificant, they aren't. Because you start to read every day two or three things that make your life happy. And it's cumulative. It, it grows on you every day. Per, pretty soon, your whole being can take on this gratitude um, you know, perspective in a very different way than you might guess. So, Number two, practice gratitude and do it thoughtfully. I don't even use my journal anymore. I know that journaling is a a really big thing for this, but I found that I didn't read the journal, right? I'd write it down every couple days maybe, and uh, I would forget, right? And I wouldn't read the journal. So what good did it do writing it in the journal with the closed book if it didn't remind me throughout the day? That's why I put it on my fridge because that's like a central point. I can't miss it. So... 
practice gratitude. Um, number two, this I tell my kids in school this all the time, and I think they think I'm crazy. I think they sometimes think, boy, Miss Cormier is really you know gone. She's lost it. And that is I talk constantly about being kind. Very simple. Be kind. And at first, I think kids, as they get to know you as a person, because I'm kind of a wild, crazy gal, uh, at, at the beginning, they're like roll their eyes, right? But then when you're in the classroom and you're showing them by example what kindness is, they don't roll their eyes anymore. And, you know, so as a teacher, if someone really does something that's kind of over the top rather than, you know, jump all over them, you find a way to, to be kind in showing what the correction needs to be. And the kids get it. They immediately understand that that could have gone off a whole lot different, more different, and it didn't, and that you were the reason it didn't. So they start to sort of understand um, what kindness is. So speak kindly, right? Uh, be kind. It's hard sometimes <laughs> to be kind. But I think that when you, again, inculcate that into your being as, as just how you're going to try to be, uh, it changes perspective. It changes everything around you, right? So we have, let's, let's recap, right? We are going to start with ourselves. be kind to ourselves. find something that we particularly like and want to, want to cultivate. Number two, practice gratitude always. Number three, be kind. All right. So, so we have all the good stuff going in. And all of that is sort of like oil in my mind to get everything moving, moving along. Um, and I think really very important and totally understated in this process uh, as things are rolling along is to just have a sense of humor. And today, that could be really difficult uh, in so many ways. <laughs> in so many ways, that can go wrong. Uh, but the truth is, is if we have a sense of humor, we don't take life so very seriously. And I think that that's a big way to start looking at your life. All right, we're going to take a little break here. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 109 101.9 FM in Manchester. We'll take a little break, and uh, when you come back, we'll have another discussion. Jane Comey, you're your host here at Artful Living, and uh, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and of course, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And uh, if you weren't with us in the last segment, we were discussing uh, Artful Living. Why Artful Living? Why did uh, Artful Living come into being? And, um, you know, why did I undertake trying to put on a program about something that's, that can be very nebulous or very different for different people, right? Um, and in the first, component, the first segment uh, of our discussion today, we talked about things that can help us get into the mindset, right? of artful living. And uh, we said that it's really important to be kind to yourself, practice gratitude. We want to speak kindly of others and with others. And of course, have a sense of humor. Holy moly, if we don't have a sense of humor, life can be very difficult indeed. Um, 
for those of you that that have been hearing our program, um, you know that that I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm also uh, the last of eight kids. I have a very extended family, and um, have enjoyed that very much. I highly recommend it. It's a great way to live your life in a, in a big extended family, um, and. Right here in the studio, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, we have Catherine Cormier Martinez, who is uh, the gal who is now executive director. What is your title here? General manager. Oh, okay. General manager. Sorry, <laughs> Catherine. It's okay. Um, and Catherine is my lovely daughter. Oh, my goodness. Isn't this great? <laughs> small world. <laughs> it is a small world. <laughs> Very much so. And... Um, so Catherine is my boss. Yes. And that's interesting. Mother daughter, you would think, hmm, maybe this isn't such a great idea. <laughs> She's the boss outside of work. Well, you yeah. know what? We're older now. I don't know if the boss even works anymore. It works. Does it? Yeah, it's okay. valid. All right. You're the kid, so I can say <laughs> you, you, you're probably right about that. You're the, you're the child. Um, I hate that word now. You're not a child, but you I know what I mean. I don't mind it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Catherine is going to be um, in this next segment with me. And, uh, you know, Catherine and her brother, Christopher, uh, are eight years apart. So for a very long time, uh, Catherine was the only child. And um, while we're talking about artful living, and we just mentioned some things that have that, uh, that cultivate that way of living, um, Catherine really did grow up in a very artful home, you know, in a lot of ways. Crazy sometimes, but um, very much uh, impacted with music and and shows and um, constantly learning, right, and experiencing new things. Um, and I'm sure that while that seems very normal for us, that for people outside of that, it might sound a little weird. So um, I don't know, how old were you when we went to Europe? Were you about four? Seven. Seven? I was seven. No. Yeah. That was that was my age on my passport. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you might have taken me younger. You know what? I but seven, huh? Wow. That really blows my mind. Okay. I mean, do so, infants need a passport? I would assume so. Maybe um not. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't think that we took you outside of the country. Um and at that time you didn't need passports to fly. Yeah. But you know, it was very young. It was you, very young. But you went, you went to like Virginia and you went to Indiana or any, in, in, yeah, I forget the places that we've gone. outside of the U.S. Outside, no. Seven. So you were seven. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so at seven, um, we had a group of students that um, our organization, Opera Fest of New Hampshire, had taken to, uh, I believe it was Salzburg and Vienna. And so um, at that time, my, my husband was traveling with that group of about 20 kids. And I decided that Catherine and I would fly out together from the U.S. And we'd start way up in Frankfurt. And then we'd train down through, you know, Switzerland, Italy, down to Vienna and sort of see Vienna together. We had I had friends there. So, um, you know, we'd have a good old time. And that was probably... For me, that was a great time. I mean, not only did I get to share all the music and the art and the stuff, but uh, we got to travel together. And, and that was a pretty cool time. You know, I don't know that we have actually ever discussed it. 
together. You know, I know we mm. did the trip. But um, when you were seven years old, right, what did you think about all that? What was what were you thinking about when we were doing that? It was normal. <laughs> it was my normal. life. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was just how it was. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't have any weird thoughts that like, you know, what are we doing? Or, you know. No, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. I was a kid. Yeah. So I didn't really, I wasn't really putting two and two together at that time. Yeah. You know, when it came to traveling. There was a lot of that. traveling around. I mean, I, I know that when we got there off the, uh, off the airline, off the airport, at the airport, we stayed at a, a little hotel uh, overnight, mm-hmm. and then we took a, a train, yeah. and, um, you know, so there was a lot of activity. There was a lot of movement. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I mean, I didn't know specifically you were performers, both you, know, you and dad, but I, re- I remember, you know, you were traveling a lot, and there were times, too, where I'd spend time with family or my grandparents <laughs> if you were out singing or gigging, and then you would take me when I got old enough, mm-hmm. um, but that was just very normal to me. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have any weird things of like, oh, you know, awkwardness. It was just very normal, huh? Yeah, that was normal. It was Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. How about later on when you got older? What did you think about it? I felt the same. I did feel the same. But when I started to go into high school and, you know, my later years in school, I did start to realize that wasn't necessarily a normal thing. Yeah, that all the um, other kids It was very necess- strange to have like, <laughs> to say, you know, what do your parents do for a living and you're the opera singers. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was good. I mean, I didn't think anything negative about it, but um, it was very out of the norm. Yeah. You know, nobody else in that classroom had that experience, you yeah. know? And I feel like I didn't really appreciate, you know, the opportunities that I had to travel and do the thing until I got a lot older well, because it was just, it was a part of my life. Yeah, you know? so it's just a normal part. Yeah, yeah. So what's really cool about all that is it—it's kind of the antithesis of what, what, what I was talking about in the other segment, in the in our last segment, that the way the way of enveloping yourself in in whatever it is you might want to do is to just jump in and live it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't qualify it. Um, you know, just do it. I can't imagine what my life would have been without music. And, um, you know, you were in it enough that you got a taste as well. You know, you did, You still do some singing. Um, so it was a large part of your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that cool, huh? <laughs> it, it's What's funny is that we've, we've, we did that and we never really talked about it after. I feel like we've, we've talked about it with others. Yeah. You know, that, that was what we did, but never in depth about how it made the other person yeah feel how we did it yeah yeah because even with your friend norman you know norman shetler Mm -hmm. um so norman is a class a uh accompanist and uh well recorded um you know done it all and he lives in vienna he's pretty famous over there too and um i didn't until the internet came around when i officially googled his name and you know (laughs) i didn't realize how he was just Norman to me. Yeah. You know, like going to his house and hanging out with his cats. Yeah. Vienna was where I had my first asthma attack. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Um, so that was an experience in itself. But yeah, I have very fond memories of, and I remember all of it. Yeah. I remember all of those trips. I remember. You know what? I remember you uh, with Nico Castell, Nico and Cara Castell. So Nico Castell is probably the most famous um, diction coach uh, the, ever. Right, and he's at the Met, and he's written, he was at the Met for like what, thirty years. Yeah, he's so passed sad. since. 
but um, real character. And um, Nico, <laughs> Nico, a few times uh, came and visited us in New Hampshire, and uh, we would go out to eat, or he'd have master classes for students. And I remember when you were a kid, um, you know how natural it seemed. You know that you were having. So we were eating dinner with Nico and Carol Costello, Applebee's or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they came from New York, I think. Yeah. Like they're living in New York. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think what it chalks it down to is it really doesn't matter how famous you are or how much of a celebrity you are. You're still a human being. You sure. know, you still have close connections. And that's, I think that was just the norm for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I grew into that as well, you know, as someone who also worked in film a little bit and has seen celebrities and, and had those experiences. I just see them as hum. They're just they're humans. They're they're normal. Yeah, you know. I mean, people. yeah, they have they have a higher audience or you know bigger public image, but they're still mm-hmm. till their to their core normal. Right. <laughs> so, well, I think too your creative endeavors have um, sort of you know brought that about because you've since you were a kid you've been enveloped in in the arts right oh, yeah and especially the, in the classical world classical world and then when you went and you're doing your your filming and then here at the radio it's like your whole life really has been arts-based art yeah. yeah it has been arts-based very cool it's been artful living artful living oh my gosh yes now that just is a great tie-in here. We're going to tie up this segment here. Uh, we'll come back in a in a couple of minutes, and um, we'll discuss some more with Catherine. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, WKXL fourteen fifty AM, one hundred three point nine FM Concord, and one hundred one point nine FM in Manchester. Welcome back to Art for Living. This is Jane Cormier, your host here at WKXL fourteen fifty AM. 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And uh, we're having a great little conversation here. I, I thank you to Catherine Martinez to uh, speak with me as we're discussing what is artful living. We've had a couple of fun segments, uh, very different segments, but all applicable, right? And uh, we were talking about her life as a youth and sort of immersed in the art form and how she is still maintained you know her her existence and right by youth in your youth <laughs> We're just yes going to milk yes. that one absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah here at the radio station right yeah. so it's all about art and that's a good thing it is a good thing that is a very good thing i love to um take a hard right turn here and mm. uh, as we're discussing classical music and you know artful living that uh, Miss Opera Singing Mother over here is an avid wrestling fan, <laughs> which I know is really random. Um, but I just would love for you to talk about that. Oh, my gosh. Because I just feel like that's so not in the same <laughs> in the same aura field at all. All right. Uh, you know what? Only a daughter could could put that, put, put that question to me. I, I love it. Um, you know what? And I only tell people uh, in the past, anyway. Now it's out on the radio; everybody's going to know. Um, but For millions you, of fans. <laughs> yes, I usually don't say a whole lot about that unless I know somebody really well, because they immediately think I'm crazy, right? And they go, "Oh my God, you know, you you were an opera singer. How could you like? How could you like wrestling?" But you know what? I mean, we're talking first of all about performing, right? Um, and when you look at wrestling today, you know, like WWE, you're looking at ext- an extravaganza. That's what you're looking at, right? You're looking at characters that have certain scenarios and plot lines. 
and uh, you know they're they're in costume, right? They usually fit whatever, or they're crazy, or they're wacky, or they're whatever, and they come on and they use their athletic ability to tell the story, you know, along with the speaking and acting, right? And they do it on huge stages. So just for a second, I want you just to just think about this. If you take a, an opera at the Met, okay, what do you have, 5,000 people there? In a huge football field-sized stage with people bigger than life, putting over bigger-than-life characters. Isn't that similar? I mean, the venue is maybe a little different. One's singing and one is, you know, athletically telling the story. Um, But they're both big. They're both big events. And I have always thought that they were simpatico. In fact, I have always wondered why. Wouldn't it be a great storyline? why they could not have a legitimate now they've had some people that like to sing they become a they become a a wrestler right and but they really stink right they're just no good and so when they have that you know the i'm a professional singer and i'm a wrestler nobody buys it because they always you know they're never any good but imagine if they had a really great classical singer that was a wrestler that's terrifying to think about, <laughs> but also really smart. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I mean, be... you know, a legitimately good singer. Has to be a tenor. All right. There you go. Has to be a tenor. A big, go, big old big Keldon tenor, tenor mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, of course, they would do the make, make fun of the opera singer thing, right? Because everybody knows what it ain't over till the fat lady sings, right? But they're oh, actually talented. <laughs> I just I just so hate that. Um, that was that was Wagnerian. That's Wagner reference. I, you know what I because think because it's it, with the horns. Yeah, the lady with the, it's from that's from Wagner opera. Yeah, of course that is. But I, you know who said it? I think it was someone like Yogi Berra, a baseball guy. Bugs, was it Bugs Bunny or was it? No, no, was it? no. I think it was it? Yogi Berra. <laughs> you know the the great baseball guy. And I'm really basing it off of some, cartoon depiction of opera. Right, what which, they thought was. The lady with the horns. Yeah, and, which so yeah. isn't true even today. No. I mean, there are, of course, large singers, just like there's large people. And large voices. With the, well, <laughs> with the body. It's true. <laughs> right. It's just the anatomy of it. Of course. Yep. I mean, what do you think God's going to make a, a Heldon tenor with little bitty vocal cords? <laughs> no. It's going to be a big voice box, big vocal cords in a big body and a big head. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes, right? Um, but... Perfect, Catherine. Perfect. Uh, a Heldon tenor as a wrestler. We, we ought to get WWE that. Well, they'd have such ego. Tenors do have that tendency to have yeah. a bigger, larger-than-life attitude or very full of themselves. Not well, all tenors, but most. No. Most. They, you know what? The, the great singers can, can get around that usually. You know what I mean? They Usually, yeah. like most people, I think people think, you know, when you have money, uh, you become this different person. I have found that people that are wealthy or people that have lived their dream and and come out the other side in a, in a good way they don't have any there's like no meanness in there there's no need to try to prove yourself there's no i i'm better than you because you know they've satisfied their living they're grateful maybe who knows right i think it depends on the age group for sure yeah i feel like the older not not in any disrespect whatsoever, but the older generation 
does seem to have a little bit more gratitude. Mm. Whereas I feel like my generation or maybe a little bit older, it's just not enough. Mm. And I, I, I have seen that sometimes. Um, and I think that perpetuates um, social media. Yeah. And how you can have everything at your fingertips and everything's go, go, go. And it's, you know, everything's you have to have a goal. Therefore, you never really feel satisfied because you're constantly moving towards something. Right. But that's why wellness is so important is to have those healthy reminders of gratitude and groundedness and understanding that what you have is enough. Yeah. And you can still move towards your goals with grace and be content with what you have as well. Right. Oh. I, I guess that's the trick to, or the meaning of happiness, right? Um, because lack of any strife really isn't happiness. Uh, no matter what anyone thinks, the platitudes of being happy, of having no stress in your life or no challenges really is not happy. Um, we don't get out of bed if we don't have a need to do it. <laughs> And, you know, without a stress to get us up out of the bed, whether it's to go see family or go to a job or go take your dog for a walk, um, that's life. The, the life happiness, I think, comes from a life well lived and, and the gratitude of understanding that. So maybe it's true, Catherine, um, the longer you live, maybe the more you have time to assimilate that message. I think that, yes. And I think it was also just it was lifestyle differences. Yeah. You guys didn't really have the internet you know what I mean yeah. like you literally had to build your foundations off of hard work you didn't get the easy way out and I feel like there is a little bit more of an easy way out nowadays which can sometimes be a good thing yeah um, not necessarily in the way of an easy way out but you have easier ways of access to That's things right. like creating a business and, and you know um, imagery and graphics and all you know but um, it was just a different work ethic yeah back then yeah I think you're right you about have more that respect for that than just being handed it mm-hmm. yeah you're probably right about that i mean and again that goes to the thing thinking that uh, happiness is having no nothing to do or you know what i mean you, you you can't think of it that way it it's it's just doesn't work i think it's a false uh false persona of what happiness is supposed to be but yeah so so there it is so wrestling um for me i love the um I love the acting and the life and the uh, vibrancy of it. And, of course, I love all things athletic anyway. I mean, I love just about every sport, um, you know, that you could name. Um, I probably could end up really loving it if I put time into it. But right now, basketball, hockey especially, yay, yay, Bruins, and, uh, you know, wrestling are my three favorite sports. And I love them all. I, I they they give me a smile. I smile when I watch my sports. So, who's your favorite wrestler? I already know the answer to this, but uh, you probably don't. It's well, I think you might. I yes, do. Brock Lesnar. Oh yes, yes, I do know that. Yes. So, um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar. I could talk about Brock Lesnar all the all the time. Look him up if you don't know who he is. Okay, the guy is just amazing. Um, and his work ethic, he's like 45 now and still at the very top of his game. Um, he he started when he was a kid, you know. He's been like 25 years wrestling. Um, well, probably not 25, but close to it. And he he has learned as he, watching him from when he was really young and seeing how he's gotten to where he is right now. He's He was big, you know, famous when he was like 20, what, 22, 23 24 at the height of his you know wrestling 
uh, fame. Then he went to uh, UF, what is it, MMA or UFC? I forget what it is. I think it was UFC. Yeah. UFC. And, uh, you know, became famous there, and then he went back to wrestling. But uh, here's someone that others could look down on, right, because well, he's a wrestler. But you know what? You can tell by how he handles his promos, how he acts in character when he is wrestling, the discipline and, and the work ethic of somebody that has done what he has done. That's a gift. That's a talent. And um, I, he makes me smile. He just, I laugh, he makes me smile. So you see, you can find happiness in just about anything. I can even find it in wrestling. We're going to take a little break here at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Artful Living. This is Jane Cormier, your host, and WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. I keep getting stuck on that. What's with that number? There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Uh. A lot of words and numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 101.9 FM in Manchester is a rather rather new, um, you know. It is. It's a new signal. Signal. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was going to say satellite, but I knew it wasn't satellite. Eh, a signal. Bit of both. <laughs> Got to get the satellite to get the transmitters out there. So yes, yeah. you're not you're not wrong. So this is pretty cool that this goes all the way out into Manchester. I want you to know. I don't know if I told you this, Catherine, but um, I was uh, subbing at a parochial school in Manchester last week, and three different kids. In the school, I have many classes when I go in there and I sub, you know, it's it's like seven classes a day, right? Uh, and three different kids said to me, Miss Cormier, are you on the radio? You know, <laughs> or I heard you on the radio. I was shocked. I thought, oh, my goodness. First of all, you know, this runs at nine o'clock, right? Our show? 9 a.m. Yeah. 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I don't I run morning segments, though of it the first 20 minutes okay um, in the mornings on thursday and friday i think yeah so somebody yeah. heard it and you know i said how did you know that was me and and one of the kids said because your voice sounds very different i said ah <laughs> oh, that's so nice the others didn't really tell me but uh yeah so you know what people are listening over in manchester i mean if little kids are hearing it <laughs> Their parents certainly are. <laughs> no, yeah, we did some recent numbers um, just for a little insight with, for some of our listeners here um, that we have a reach of about 200,000, 200,000. Very cool. Yeah, we recently got those numbers a couple of days ago and um, they're ever changing and growing, you know, as I'm sure most of you listen to Kale and Company live with Ken Kale here at WKXL mm-hmm. and um you know, he's been letting everyone know about our tower that came down during that massive ah. windstorm. So we are getting closer than ever to getting that other antenna up, and that's going to alter our numbers for the better as wow. well. So it's very, very exciting. Yeah, We've even reached out as far as Wyndham. We've had folks tell Get us they out. could hear us in Wyndham. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, loud, loud wow. and clear. So that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, that is very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So so you're go- it's sort of like the phoenix coming up out of the... Uh, you know, out of the out of the ashes. Of the, of the mm-hmm. ashes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we have a lot of very exciting things coming up. We've been promoting it on our social media as well. So make sure to give our um, Facebook page a like, New Hampshire Talk Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but we've been talking a lot about a rebrand. We're in the middle of a rebrand and getting a new image and getting out there into the community and um, talking about wellness, which is why Artful Living is really important. So we're making some good steps forward. It's some good progress coming up. 
Well, I'm tell you, I'm very impressed that um, the creative theme and mission uh, of the programming is what it is. You know, culture and and uh, you know wellness. Because I don't know that I've heard of a station, um, you know, out on the airwaves like we are, uh, promoting that as their sole theme. Mm. I mean, artful living is part of that as well. So it's pretty cool. It's it can be a very broad topic. For sure. sure. There are many, many different areas of wellness yeah. um, that might impact someone's life. Um, but that's why it's great to talk about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The possibilities are endless. And and don't forget, all of these all of these shows are on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So if anybody was interested in maybe seeing a, a snippet of different programs that now are being produced, they can go right there and, and give a little listen. Yes. So that would be great. Don't it forget. Go on, go on site and, and see what's going on. Yes. And I'm sure in the future we're going to be doing more things, right? Yes, we do have quite the lineup making their way over to WKXL. So it's, it's, it's really great. I don't know if a lot of people know, just to ramble for a minute, that WKXL, we've been on the air since 1946, and we are an independent radio station. Um, so the fact that we have the reach that we do and having been on, on the online, you know, for as long as we have is just really, really incredible. So... Mm-hmm. It's time to uh, get ourselves it, back out there. Absolutely, yep. let everybody know, mm-hmm. because uh, there there has been never a time, I believe, in our life, and I can say that with, and mean it, right, that we have needed uh, to slow down, and and think about wellness more than right now. Mm. And you know what the irony of that is? I was thinking about this as I was driving in today. Um, we are so fast now, right? We have so much technology. Like you said before, Catherine, everything's at our fingertips, mm-hmm. right? You, virtually anything you want to know or do, you can go online and find it, right? Yep. The irony is, is, at the same time that we have that, there's been this driving need to find a way <laughs> to slow it all down and think about wellness. Yeah. You know, you would think that that would not be the case where everything is in this mode of go, 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 and fast, fast, fast. Yeah. But but it is absolutely heading the other way that maybe we're figuring out fast all the time isn't all it's cracked up to be. No, no. And just because you have the resources in front of you doesn't mean you need to or you necessarily should all the time. It's, right. about, it's about that balance of, you know, understanding and, and gaining the traction with the technologies we have now in the future of yeah. whatever that is and finding the middle ground. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully finding the middle ground. I, I I tell you today, I am so glad I've already done my, you know, had my kids. I'm done <laughs> because I don't know as a parent how I would navigate all that they have in front of them, youth mm-hmm. have in front of them right now. It's true. Even as a teacher, I'm, I'm stressed with it, right? Um, but, you know, my being older, I, I sort of have the attitude that um, in my classrooms that I'm not interested so much in the technology end. We're going to share. Mm-hmm. We're going to share and to push that as, as much as I can because kids are not learning a lot of the, of the skills that you and I grew yeah. up with. Yep, it's true. So It's true. I even feel like that's a whole other conversation that could be had even in regards yeah. to education because... While I think school is really important, 
I can tell you right now that a lot of what I did in school did not ready me for what it meant to be an adult, like signing a check and having a bank account and doing day to day things, which is why I think charter schools are really important. And, you know, doing those things that that you're going to need to apply, not calculus, because not a lot of people are going to be doing calculus when they get older you know, or need it even to even think about it. And why that's so important, you know, in, in such a fast paced environment and being ahead of it that if you want to get ahead it's it should be in school learning yes. what you're going to do when you graduate right um not you know put you back 10 steps once you graduate like, oh my lord lost. that's, and that's right. why there are so many people that feel that way so it's true you know technology is really important but that's why you see such a rise in self-sufficiency and self-employment and small business owners is because they're able to look out online mm-hmm and, and get the information they need to be successful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so true and never truer than today that um, perhaps education is going to need to fill that gap because it education itself is going to morph. It's mm-hmm. going to change anyway, right? It needs to. And, and it has to keep up with it, mm-hmm. right? So... Yeah, maybe we'll see a lot of that. I know char- I know I'm going to be very involved with a charter school in a new charter school in Loudoun, Benjamin Franklin Academy uh, in the fall, brand new school. And, you know, part of their mission is exactly what you said, Catherine, mm. doing normal day to day things and, and educating kids as to what those things might be and help them with interests of what's here and right in front of them. And what do you want to do with that to be happy? Yeah, you know, well, school should be bettering you to be more successful in life not making you feel uncomfortable and not ready for that Mm -hmm. you know um it's it's hugely important and i really strongly believe in that so absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely very good point so if we go back to our first segment let's kind of um skew back um we were talking about the things that we can do personally to start to cultivate uh the wellness right in our Mm -hmm. lives and the slowing down really isn't very easy if you haven't been living like that. And there's so many choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, where do I go with this? It's true. Um, but really, I think staying at the beginning when you're going through that journey, stay local. Mm-hmm. I say go out into your community. Go online. Go on to the, um, in the different, you know, theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, go online, different theaters, uh, different music makers, Symphony, New Hampshire Symphony, Symphony, New Hampshire. Um, Go and see what your local communities have to offer you and and get a taste of that. And see if you can't figure out what it is um, that really excites you, that you really would like to just stop and sort of envelop yourself with. Mm -hmm. And get on track. Mm -hmm. Get on track for some, um, you know, soulful wellness. You know? a, lot of, a lot of towns, um, if you go online and you look up, you know, for example, Concord, New Hampshire, Arts and Entertainment, yep. they'll give you a calendar of events for the year and you can check that out and yeah. um, get involved, you know, because you also know, never know who you're going to meet as well when you go out there and mm-hmm. see what your community is all about and how it can help inspire and you can help others. Absolutely. You Absolutely. You know, I, I go downtown in, in the center of Concord um, periodically and I go to the, um, you know, the visitor center. That's there. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it's 49 South Main Street, it says here. Capital Region Visitor Center. And even though I live in Concord <laughs> and I go there periodically, I always come up against one or two things that are like, oh, you know, I've got to go there. I've got to see this. I've got to do that. Yep. And 
I sometimes think that we don't value what we have right in front of us, that we think that, you know, we have to go here, we have to go out of state there or, you know. True. But it's it's not true. You stay close to home and you still can. get that. Mm-hmm. You can. Absolutely. And the wellness and, and that can be just as effective as seeking out a further space, you know? Absolutely. So, Catherine, this has been great. Thank you very much for keeping me company today. Of course. And uh, this is Art for Living with your host, Jane Cormier, here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Thank you for joining us today, and we will look forward to see you on our next segment, Art for Living. Have a great day.